We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello and thank you for tuning in to episode 52 of Married Millennials. Yes, you heard that correctly. This is our 52nd episode. We have successfully gone a year with the Married Millennials podcast. Even though our one year anniversary is technically April 11th. But because apparently the leap year, because we had this conversation before, before we came on air, because I was very confused as to how it could be 52 weeks, which is a year, but we haven't reached our one year mark yet. So Joy just wants to rain on the parade of excitement that we got the 52 <laughs> episodes to just start this episode on a grand note. But I don't Woo! understand. Thanks for ruining the buzz, babe. But how can a leap year, it's just one day, it's an extra day. How can that make it? I mean, what's today's date? Stop complicating it. Just just accept that we got to 52 years. Why do you have to be a negative Nancy? You are a negative Nancy. We got to 52 episodes. Can you celebrate 52 episodes or do you want to be negative? Excuse you. I just want to know. Out of the two of us, I'm the negative Nancy. Guys, I was trying to start off our show on a very happy, positive note. And Joy always talks about me shitting all over everyone's parade. And now she's shitting on our 52nd episode. I don't understand. I wanted to come out, celebrate, make something nice. This is going to be a great episode. (laughs) Talk about positivity. And now I'm in a horrible mood. Thanks to my beautiful wife. This is outstanding. Episode 52. Let's First go. Of all, I reject that because you are in control of your own mood, <laughs> not me. So, oomph to you. And second of all, it's not negative. I was just really wondering, how is this possible? You know math eludes me. I need it to be my friend. Can we talk about that for just a second? <laughs> it really bothers me that math and I aren't friends. I've tried to be his friend. I don't know if it's ever really put effort forth on its end, but I'm, I'm frustrated. I think it's unfair that... I don't understand numbers. <laughs> well, look, I cool. think it's unfair that I can't sing, that I'm not a very good dancer, that I'm not a very good actor. There's a lot of things that I can't do well, so I just accept what I can't but do But math well. is essential. It just really is, and it bothers me that, like, just the smallest thing is like, wait, what? I just, I can't do it quickly. It bothers me. It's all good, babe. That's all good. It's not good in the hood. No, it's okay. But we are at 52 episodes. This is really exciting I, I can't imagine when we – I couldn't have imagined when we started this. Like, hey, we're a year in. I, I know we had the vision of, but when you really think of, like, man, 52 straight weeks coming up with, with new content has been pretty rewarding, and we thank you guys so much for your support. Things to look out for year two of the Married Millennials podcast. We will be introducing guests starting this year, hopefully in a few weeks, just to bring in the fold, get other people's perspectives on what they're doing successfully, what they're, what they're doing – to be successful, I should say, Um, the struggles that they face as millennials, great advice for millennial people. So we're excited. We're just excited to to ramp this up and and move into phase two of the podcast. And we're excited for you guys to be with us along this journey. You know what I've liked most about this is that it forces us to sit down every week. I don't know how many husband and wives get this. We're not on our phones and we're just having a conversation with each other for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. We're just, I mean, we're just hanging out. I like that. Having a good conversation. This is our, our bonding time, and it's yeah. also sometimes a stressful time. That was like the bonding time where you curse me out. <laughs> no, I didn't see. Why do you got to go to the extreme? I don't curse you out. I just call you on your BS, and then sometimes you don't like it. 
and other people don't like it, but it is what it is. Who are the other people? Like, I'm not. I don't need to name names. There on are the show. no other people. I don't need to name names on this show. If <laughs> they're listening, they know exactly who they are. There are no and other we're people. Ride. Oh, now I know who okay, the people okay, are. Okay, then. So, <laughs> you know how are you gonna play me you know right now? What's sad is that the people two. are my friends. Over two. <laughs> they're my friends. Over two. <laughs> yeah, but that was. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, that's right. I, I'm, I'm just calling it like it is, and there's you call me on my shit too. The funny part is, you just don't do it as much on the show. Yeah, I do it in real life. But behind life. the scenes, you're out here killing me on the on a regular basis. Yeah. I just get my one time to have an active conversation because I feel like mm-hmm. in private, you're always gonna go to some extreme, and I just don't have the, the bandwidth to deal with it. So I just wait till the show, and we're gonna come so in and have dance. You need banter. to publicly. No. Annihilate. No, I feel it. It's fine, baby. No, it's not a public. I see, I see where we are now. I we get it. <laughs> this is the man I married, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look at it like that. I'm just usually in private. I, I just want to enjoy. I just want to be and relax. And there are times that you just want to go back and forth. And I was like, I don't have the energy That's to go like back and forth. But we can go back and forth on the show. You know what's very interesting about us? I, I do feel that because I think if you were to look at us from a public perspective, it looks like you're the, the one who's more vocal or like not running things, but we're going to use that for right now. We don't have to use that. I've made that very <laughs> Running things. But then in private, it's like it's the joy show. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, anyone who's married in a, in a happy and successful marriage knows that the woman runs it. You can pretend all you want that you as the man run your household, <laughs> but you don't. And everybody can attest to that. But I want to run it as that. a team. We, but I just feel like you get kind of like. We run it. We do run it as a team. <laughs> you take a team approach. At the end of the day, though, if I your can't wife. I come up with a game plan. No, it's not even coming up with a game plan. Is that if your wife says she's vocally against something, like I challenge you to say, okay, well, screw your opinion. I'm going to do it anyway. Like, good luck with that. When you as a man say, like, I don't like that. Your wife's just going to pout and then get under your skin. And you're going to be like, I can't take it. So you concede. <laughs> a woman doesn't do that. They're just going to be like, okay, I hate you. And then they leave you. So there's no, like, there's really what? no, there's no what? way that you can be in a happy marriage and Justin. say that a woman does not run the household. I hate you. And then they leave you. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying you can't. Are these your real feelings? No, the, I, I'm, I'm just telling you what's the truth. The truth is. A woman runs every a, a woman runs every but successful household. But do you genuinely household. feel like the price of you not compromise? Well, not compromising, like conceding, genuinely is like, damnation. Okay. Yes, yes, really, is a hundred percent damnation. But no question. Ask every of- married man. <laughs> Ask every single married man out there. They'll tell you right now. Yeah, if I don't concede, my life's going to be miserable. Fact. They do say happy wife, happy life. Yeah, it's true. It's a hundred percent true. I'll be honest with you. If I don't concede on on, there's some things that I'm that I'm going to stand firm on. There's not a lot of things. I mean, most things that you guys really harp on is something small. It's like, are we going to really pick this bout? Am I going to pick this fight? No, I'll concede. So and you don't really care a, anyway. No, I don't say it's, I don't say it's a, it's a, I don't care. It's, this is not worth fighting for. That's what it about. is. There, yes. Not, not worth fighting about. Excuse me. That's the, the comparison. It's yeah. not, okay. You know, it is what it is. If I don't approve or agree on this, we're going to continue to harp on it and harp on it and harp on it and harp on it. But and I I'm think just that's just choosing your battles, annoyed. which we all do that. We all choose our battles. Yeah, we all we, we do choose our battles. But going back into the context of a marriage, in a successful and happy one, the woman is at the helm, period, in the story. And I challenge anyone to to come fight me because I just I'm not going to I'm not going to agree with you, period, in the story. Be humble. <laughs> Sit down. Right. <laughs> 
Did you guys catch that video last week? It was so good. I still, you know, I don't really understand everything he was trying to say with it, but I knew he was trying to tell me something. <laughs> it's like it's like being in a hostage situation and hearing Morse code. You go, well, I know that's Morse code, but I have to code. watch it again. I mean, the Kendrick Lamar is always, there's always hidden messages behind everything he does. And, and I won't even say hidden, some subliminal and sometimes very straightforward. Right. In, in his artistry. And the video, I was like, okay, there's a lot going on here, and I only watched it once, so I probably need to watch it five times. And I'm sure by the time this episode comes out, there will be 700 articles about Kendrick Lamar's Humble Decoded. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, okay, so that's what he was saying. Oh, no, that's, that's what, what they I were saying. That's what I immediately Googled, and I'm still not sure that they were right. I, I need Kendrick to talk about to it. To just come on an interview and be like, okay, this is yeah. all what all the imagery meant. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm looking forward to his album, though, April 7th. I mean, he just came out and said, like, y'all got till April 7th to get your act together. Yeah. And then Kendrick's just dropping fire. I'm looking forward to it. I like Kendrick. He just keeps it real. There's very few artists now in the rap game who just really rap about something, mm-hmm. which is nice. I always enjoy when, when Kendrick comes to, to the mic and spit that hot fire. Be humble. Sit down. He's, yeah, he's he's talented. He he and J. Cole. That, that, I think yeah, those, those are two. the two who, if you're going to say, like, are rapping about some stuff. They just come. They come with it. Yeah, and, and it's nice to to listen to it. J Cole's album was really good too. I was listening to it that the other week in the gym, and sometimes I'm always late to the train. Actually, I'm always late to the train when it <laughs> yeah. comes to shows, movies, music. Ask me six months later, and likely is it, it the, most of the time it's going to be. Uh, no, I still haven't watched it. You I know why? Cause I don't think the hype works on you. No, it doesn't. You don't get excited for like the release of something. You're you're more like I'll see it eventually. Well, I look at it. I mean, there's so many means to catch everything now. Beforehand, if you go back to even say 15, 10, 15 years ago, when YouTube and the internet wasn't as powerful as it is now. Now it's like, okay, this new movie comes out. Okay, great. It'll be somewhere. Some, some, I can find it somewhere online. Watch it to somebody else. It's going to be on Netflix, Hulu. It's going to be somewhere online right. that Within I can the watch next it. Couple it's months, it's six so months. much more accessible in right. six months. So like, why am I going to be, ooh, I'm hyped, I'm hyped. Now it's changed since we've had this show because if something really popular, we will come and talk about it. So it's forced my hand a little bit, but no, the hype really Were you excited work. to see Get Out? I was actually excited for, to see that just because it spoke to me. <laughs> like, right. and, and there's very few things that, that, that do. do speak to me. So it's like, mm, okay, I'll just, I'll wait. I'm not, I'm not in a rush. Yeah. But then I get mad when I see something I really like. I'm like, damn, I waited how long to see this? Yes. And I, you always get flustered about that. I Because especially movies, I need to see movies like the the week they release. I need to be in the cozy theater watching it on a Friday night, maybe even Saturday morning. Because Justin likes the morning movies because they're cheaper, not because he enjoys the experience more. Um, and so I just, when I miss that, I lose my excitement for it. I think it kind of feeds whatever impulse I have in me. That's weird. It, you know, I, I do, I have a little bit more of an impulsive, impulsive nature than you do. You like to think things out a little bit more. Yeah, I like to be responsible. Yeah. And spending $45 to go watch a movie on a Friday night is the most irresponsible thing that any one person can do. Okay, yes, but also YOLO. Like, sometimes you have to live your life. Like, yeah. that $45 is not going to do anything when you're dead. But maybe the movie experience were. I'll talk no. to some, or, no, Bill, I'll talk, talk to some ghosts about it, the movie I it's saw. It's crazy <laughs> to spend $45 to watch a movie. I, yeah, it's I crazy. agree that the movies it's are crazy. They're overpriced. I, I do agree with that. But sometimes it's okay to go get some entertainment on a Friday night and you have a date night and it's fun. We've talked about this before. We have. And I, I, I just, I cannot wrap my mind around it. I, I can't. 
But there are times where I do concede, again, yes. speaking to my earlier point, because, hey, you know, it's just not worth fighting. It's not. Because yeah. you're going to come in and nag me. I want to go to the movies. I've been wanting to go to the movie for so long on a Friday <laughs> night, and you don't want to take me to the movies on a Friday night. This is not fair. I love movies. Why don't we go on a Friday night? It's my favorite thing to Your do. Your vein in your <laughs> neck is literally popping out right now. Do you have something to say to me, baby? What's I just said on? it. I just said it. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Clearly, say. I just said it. I mean, I've never seen this vein before. That's my. It's huge. That's my emphasis vein. That's your emphasis vein. Yes. Let's call her Emphy. Emphy. That's my Emphy. vein. You yeah. just named my vein. I name everything. You know this. You do name everything. I still don't know why you do that, but that's a quirk about you that I accept and respect and love. I appreciate. Guys, I just got back from Portland, and I did some damage this weekend. I did a lot of damage. Every time I go to Portland, I visit the Nike employee store. And if any of you haven't had a chance to experience that, you should experience that once in your life. That is if you care about sneakers and all things Nike. Like I do, this store is 50% off of everything. And there's no sales tax. Like, do you understand what that means? Like $150 sneakers, 75 bucks, no tax. $200 sneakers, $100. They have J's in there. They have everything. Clothes, everything. 50% off. And I can't ever go into this store and be a civil human being. <laughs> so I spent a good three hours. Yes, I spent three hours in the Nike employee store. Granted, I got a lot of stuff for other people, which was an extreme pain in the ass. You better be glad I love you guys. But goodness grief, that was a pain. But I just feel like I can't go to the store and not look out for some friends and colleagues. So I thought it was the right thing to do. But when I was in the store, I was so flustered. I was on FaceTime. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want there? Okay, you do? Okay, well, can I go back? No, I, I, I can't go back. Here's what you got. Here's what it costs. I'll send you an invoice on Venmo. But yes, Nike. I, I did too much. I did way too much. And I went to the Adidas store too. No size 15s. Yes, I rock a size 15 shoe. And I asked the people at, at the Adidas store, I said, hey, I'm not really seeing any 15s anywhere. You know, do you guys have do you guys have any in the back? Oh, let me go check. Guy comes out. We actually have no 15s in the entire store. Here's a 14. Here's a 14. Did I? Here's here's the shoe that's not your size. Did I ask for a 14? No, I, I asked for a 15. I mean, and it's a whole size below. It's not even like a 14 and a half. It's just a 14. A 14. But this one doesn't make sense to me. Is <laughs> what? Professional athletes come to the Adidas store, they come to the Nike store, and the Nike had 15s. But I know there's ball players who were signed under Adidas contract that visit the Adidas campus multiple times a year. How do you not have any 15s in stocks? Granted, I'm sure they just get shipments dumped to their house. Right. But still, like, not one. Like, you don't have one size 15 in stock. Not pleased. If I could have a wish for you, it's that you could have a size 12 foot so that you could – you could fit shoes. See, I don't wish for that because I'd be broke. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's worked for me that I have – literally, because if I go in, if I wore a size 12, there was probably 15 pairs of shoes that I would have bought this weekend. And I don't even say that as exaggeration. So instead of buying 15, I bought two. <laughs> I, I just thought about that joke. You, you, know, they, you know what they say, the bigger the shoes. Bigger the socks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to wear the 12 to 15 socks. <laughs> Nike looks out for me, have those. But I'm just literally – I, if I if I had, I know that's not what it means, but I'm trying to be PC, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you're being a two-year-old, like didn't they say that joke with in, in middle school? I can't. And you're on and you're almost on your way to thirty oh using gosh. these middle school jokes. I am twenty-seven. I said on your way to thirty. 
You're closer that's, to 30 than you are that's 20. That's like saying I'm on my way to San Francisco. I have not, <laughs> I have not even left the building. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I can't breathe. I'm, gl- I'm glad that was a little comedic for you. <laughs> because I felt like you really felt like it's big, the bigger the shoes, the bigger the socks, which is the joke. But it's Did you like, really think I believe that? Yes. Do you really think I'm that out of touch? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I'm that out of touch. Uh, Me. I'm out of touch. Uh, that's what we're going to go with right now? Yeah. But then I said my wish for you is that you had smaller shoes. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird wish, I can't breathe. You really, you really got a kick out of that. <laughs> yes. You're out of here sweating. I really am. Ooh, okay, let me rein it in. It's okay. It's I'm, time to be an adult. I'm glad these middle school jokes <laughs> still get get a kick out of you. Oh gosh, you have no idea. Speaking of my childlike curiosity, I've needed a haircut for. I mean, it's Probably been a couple months. Yeah, it's been a couple months. My hairdresser, I feel like any black woman knows the <laughs> struggle. Not everyone can do our hair. And and within the spectrum of black hair, there's so many grades of black hair. So not everyone can do every grade of black hair. So anyway, my hairdresser moved to the boonies. <laughs> <laughs> he moved to the boonies. And I feel betrayed. I think I told the story of how I let a, a literal white man, I let a white man do my hair. Which was just... <laughs> I'll never forget that picture. It was such a mistake. I need to throw that on Instagram. Can I put that on Instagram one day? I don't know if I'm ready for that shame. Because I knew better. Oh. I knew better. But I went and I said, do you do black hair? And he, I called and he said, yes. And I, I, when I got there, I realized he, his specialty, he was a colorist. So I think when I called, he thought I meant brunette. Not actual, like, texture or black hair. So, anyway, he was in over his head. It took him two and a half hours to do my hair. He was, like, snagging it. And then, like, he was drying. He would dry my hair. He did, like, four sections. And he dried it. And he tried to use that rolly brush. You guys, I was in hell. It was awful. Then he tried to, like, flat iron a section. And it just went, like, it was awful. He didn't get my roots. It was just a bad situation. So, Ever since then, even before then, I was really picky about where I got my hair done. But now I'm even more so like I, I can't I can't experience that kind of trauma again. That picture. So my guy moves to the boonies and I'm looking for people. I, f- I found maybe somebody that I could go to, but I-, I decided on Saturday night that I had had enough. It's enough. I need to cut my hair. So I'm like, I could probably do it. <laughs> My wife, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So I decided to give myself a, a little bit of a chop. It is significantly shorter. It is. But it needed to be. And I kind of don't care. I think it's fine. What do you think? It does look fine. Now, I don't know how your roots look. I, I don't do hair. So I don't know with taking scissors I mean, to your hair. It's like, yeah, it looks good. I, oh, I don't know. You know, but it It's noticeably shorter. It was one of those things, you know how there's there are these memes when you're cutting bangs and you think like, oh, just a little more, or just a little <laughs> more, just a little more, and then you end up with this like little nub of hair at the top. So I kind of had that experience a little bit, but not too much. I think it's definitely uneven. It's not even, 
but I'm not stressing about it. I think this is just my level of like hair that I give. Literally. Who yeah, cuts their hair with scissors? I do. But on remember, a Saturday night. I cut my eyelashes. I think I've told this story before, but if, I, if you haven't heard it, <laughs> I was 15. I was in a dance class, and this girl had beautiful long lashes. And she said, oh, yes, my mom cut my eyelashes when I was a girl uh, so that they would grow longer and thicker. So I was like, oh, okay. So I went home that night, cut my eyelashes off had nubs that was when i was 15 years old they're just now back I it took 10 years yeah it took 10 years yeah for i feel like back. they're fully like i look no they, they do look nice now you can yeah. see them but i'm it's been 12 years and they are thicker though they they did grow back thicker they're not to the longer part yet but just took a decade to get there yes yeah, so i wouldn't <laughs> recommend it i mean again impulse i didn't even think about it i was like oh, okay yes i want longer and thicker eyelashes too so i shall cut mine off and that is what i did i once chopped a strand of my hair with um, <laughs> toenail clippers cuz i didn't know <laughs> you never told me this i just wanted to see if it would work whole curl in my hand i was like oh <laughs> it worked joy <laughs> I did that. Um, what else did I do? I just, scissors and I have a checkered past. I can't be trusted with them. And then I decided to get hair cutting scissors. So I was really feeling myself when I gave myself this haircut. And we'll, I mean, we'll see. So you you went out and bought hair cutting scissors for just what you did. Oh, I got, I got them a while ago because I was going to trim my own ends, which I did do. But I mean. I don't know. I just, I think once I discovered that I have the kind of hair that grows back, my mom was always like, if you cut your hair, it might not grow back. Um, and, and that's just simply not true. I have the kind of hair that grows. So I'm a lot more bold with experimenting with it. You know what's interesting is you guys hear how often Joy talks about she being worried about me being a husband, or excuse me, about me being a father. <laughs> now, I have a wife. Who is cutting her own hair with scissors, who doesn't know how to cut, who's cut her own eyelashes, who's cut her hair with nail clippers. And she's concerned. Like in fourth grade. And she's concerned about me but the, raising the our kids. I was in fourth grade. I was young. Oh, and I cut my eyebrow. That was the other thing with scissors. I did do and that. And she's too. worried about me, y'all. You understand this. She's worried about me being a parent. Because do you guys listen to these Let me tell you, atrocities? I have this thing in my head where I don't believe that something can actually cut through something. Because there is this... This is going to sound kind of philosophical in a way, right? Like, I think that it's very interesting that a tree can be somewhere for a hundred years and then something can come along and cut it down in one hour. It's like, dang, you just did undid 100 years in one hour. So it was the same with like my eyebrows or a strand of hair. I'm like, well, this has been here forever. There's no way I could possibly cut it off. And then it just goes. It's just this thing in my head that where I think that things are fairly permanent and they're just simply not. Just because they've been there does not mean they're going to be there. I'm going to have to learn how to do my baby's hair. I'm a little I'm a little I'm concerned. not gonna mm-mm, cut our children's mm-mm, hair mm-mm, off. Mm-mm, mm-mm, I won't mm-mm. do that. Y'all have heard it here. I'm not the only Looney Tune. <laughs> Y'all, she tries to play me out like I'm just the Looney Tune, the crazy one who can't do anything right. Y'all are li- you you literally are listening to this same Okay, story. but listen, I honestly I believe in going to a professional. I think that you should let professionals do what they do and style you the way they're gonna style you, and I will find a way to get my guy back. But it was just you know, desperate times called for desperate measures. You need an immediate solution. I needed an immediate solution. I didn't want to spend money on somebody who's going to mess me up anyway. I figured I I'd take a respect. chance on myself. And and it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look great. It's not like, oh, yeah, you could style and profile <laughs> in. But it's like, 
you know, it's shorter. And then also your hair grows out in two weeks. So I, I'm going to see what it looks like in two weeks. And if in two weeks I'm not pleased. If it looks crazy, yeah, you'll go find then a I'll way go, to get it done. Yeah, I'll find a way. But I'm, I, I'm glad that you, you side with me on the professional thing. And I've always said this, and I am the least handy person in the world. I am a true believer in paying professionals to do professional work. I, there's some things in life that I just cannot simply try to save money on to do it myself. Now, there are some handy people out here, but okay, you know, I can figure it out. Justin, never. I'm always going to call a professional and be like, hey, you need this done. When my dryer was out here squeaking and making all this noise going on YouTube, oh, how to replace the drum of your dryer? Ain't nobody got time for this. Had to call a handyman. Right. Got the TV mounted. Uh, oh, you can mount a TV easily. Just buy this. Follow these steps. Nobody got time for that. How long was that TV mount here? This guy's a professional. Was here for three hours, and now our stuff looks great. Yeah, I am. We would have butchered that. I, that. Oh, there would have been. been it would have been beyond butchered. Holes, holes in the wall. Yeah. It would have been a complete <laughs> disaster. Yeah, I just believe in that, and I don't think that's what, what makes me nervous about owning a home. Is I'm not going to be the guy that's. Oh, this is broken. Let's make a quick fix. Just like we had to change the light bulb. <clears throat> like we need to change the light bulb in the kitchen. So I go out here, we unscrew it. That's a special kind of light And I'm light looking, bulb. I said, I don't know what kind of light bulb this is. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's well, maybe like you can. It's like a halo light. I was like, no, maybe you can it, just unscrew it. And then it looks like it's manually put out. Nope. No, so about, there's like wires everywhere. I'm about to call the landlord and be like, hey, I need you to come change the light bulb. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but it was, I couldn't just unscrew it and no, put it back. No, it's not just a light bulb. I'm that level of unhandy. That yeah. is me. And, I, that's, and that's, I'm just nervous. I mean, you talk to homeowners, you have to do everything. Like, oh, no. Okay, this is broken. My parents laid the wood in their own house. Like, the, the, that would never Can cross my mind. talk about homeowning for a second? Like, never. let's just break this down. You have to come up with a down payment. <laughs> let's just say, living in Los Angeles, you <laughs> yeah. can't even get, let's say, a 500000 You can't even get a $500,000 home. You can get a $500,000 condo. Yeah. Condo, maybe a townhome. Right. $500,000. And then they say, put down 20%. 20%. Where in the hell are you getting $100,000 from? You can put from? down less, but then you're... you're um, to get the best bang and how to yeah. move it. They say right, the, right, the smart thing to do is to put 20% down. Right. So let's just say you somehow miraculously put 20% down. If you're in a condo, you're going to have HOA. If you're in... Uh, which we But we let's talk about a house, an actual house. <laughs> A house, you have put your down payment on. Then there are all the things that you didn't anticipate having to do, right? They're just, and this is actually broken, and this is a mess too, and oh my gosh, it's a shit show in the walls. So it's like thousands of dollars. Yeah, here's an extra $30,000 that you didn't plan on spending. Then it's like, oh, but we kind of wanted to renovate. That's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a joke at this point. Then it's like, okay, but, and you have um, property taxes. Yeah. Those are thousands of dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Thousands. We have a friend who has a home nearby. Property taxes are $6,000 twice a year. That is $12,000 a year on property taxes. (laughs) That's not even your mortgage. Your mortgage is like not even a thought yet, right? Then you have your monthly mortgage. And for some reason, and then you have home insurance and you have to pay for garbage. And I think garbage gets worked into rent somehow. Yeah, it does. We pay for that. But just the fact that you have a garbage bill pisses me off. <laughs> like, that makes me unhappy. So, and then, b- but this is what happens when you talk to homeowners. They say, oh, but I have, my mortgage is just as much as or less than your rent. That's what they say. All the time. Every time. And, I, and then they say, my mortgage is going towards something, which is great, right? But <laughs> But it's like, 
You know, you have a 30-year loan, probably. I don't know that many people who have paid off their mortgage. Do you? There's not a lot, no. No. So it's like, what are you doing? What's the point? (laughs) (laughs) What's the point? You spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to fix your own washer and dryer. Or, well, to fix your own sink. Or you could just rent and have the landlord be in charge. But but here's the thing, is when you're renting, you're writing a check, and then there's no way at all you're going to get that money back. Right. When you own a home and you're putting this money in, you can go in and sell. Say you buy a home for $500,000. Right. You're paying towards it. You can then, that house appreciates, you sell, you get all that money back that you, you put come in. up, yeah. So as a renter, you don't have that option. You're writing $1,000 checks right. every month. But that $1,000 is completely that would gone. Be, that would be like a, a good enough argument for me if there weren't other ways to invest. There are other ways to invest. Well, a house is not an investment unless you're going in trying to make an investment property. There have been many financial experts and those in real estate who've said that. But it's that that's the that's the 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 ultimate difference between renting and buying. And and two is it's the the middle class dream that everyone has been sold and drinking the Kool Aid on is that you must own a home. You must own a home. This is what you do. It's like you grow up, you go to work, and then you own a home. That's what. That's what you've been taught since you were yay high. Right. And people go in that direction. But just looking at us, we want to live in Los Angeles. There's no way in absolute hell well, and I that we can I've put had down. enough Kool-Aid for a lifetime. I had <laughs> the student loan Kool-Aid. I don't want anymore. That was enough Kool-Aid for me. Yeah, but I'm, I'm done with the Kool-Aid. I do eventually want to own a home, but the rush uh, but into not, trying yes, to own home. Exactly. What I think happens and that people don't talk about is there are a lot of people who own homes who can't afford to own a home. Yes. But because there are these programs that make owning a home easier, right. just like Which there's we, programs we out here that make it accessible for you to right. get money, people move in, in these different directions. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing. But the r- reality is that there's a lot of people who own homes who shouldn't be owning homes, just like there's a lot of people who are driving cars that they shouldn't be driving. Right. It's the same thing. Like, oh, you think you I have trapped. enough? I live this way. So you move accordingly, and, and, and that's what happens. Well, and I also think it, it depends on where you live, too. True. Again, we're in, we're in Los Angeles, so it's like, okay. Yeah, trying to buy a, a, a home you go in to L.A. The is ridiculous. Exactly. We can move inland yeah. and definitely work towards buying a home in the next couple of years. Right. Trying to do that in, in L.A. is, is just not yeah. feasible. We got to get these coins. But, but granted, too, <laughs> you know, we don't have kids. Everyone says your perspective changes when you do have kids. It's it, it's interesting. But, I'm not, again, I'm not in a rush at all, and you can tell Joy's clearly not in a rush to buy a home anytime soon. Speaking of settling down, Nikki Bella and John Cena got engaged this weekend and, at WrestleMania. And just to say, Joy is not a wrestling fan. She's no. just obsessed with the Bella Twins show. What's that show no, called? No, it's Total Divas. Total Divas. You got okay. So Total Divas is on the E Network, and I, I mean, how many years has that been on? You've been Probably watching that like for three at least or four five. Years. No, I feel like it's been longer than that. I mean, at least as long as we've been in this place. Yeah, four or five, four years. Four years. Maybe, yeah, five years is years. probably extreme. Okay, so now that we are, we're in agreement yeah. on how long I've been watching this show, and I kind of fell off the last season, but I admire these women because they are just—I mean, they're in top dog shape, so fit. Yeah. I mean, that's really why I watch because they're just in ridiculously good shape, and so I'm just staring at the TV like, how can I do that? And they have work. Be a professional. Who Athlete, works out right. every day. Well, <laughs> like, they have, like, snippets of their gym workouts. I'm literally watching it like, okay, 
So she's doing squats that way. I mean, I I just and I like the show. You're I not like gonna like, but you 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 can't compare how do you get your body that way to someone who work, like a who's of. a professional athlete who works out all the time. You just you're not gonna get you there. They're a probably girl working out can three, dream three to four hours a day. People are watching the Kardashians trying to figure out how to get that money. I'm trying to figure out how to get a total diva's body. Yeah, good luck. I mean, if you think oh I'm, I can watch the Kardashians and be the Kardashians, good luck. If you yeah. think you can watch Total Divas and be like hmm, I'm gonna be the next super in shape person from watching the show good luck but that's the reason for all reality TV. it's not that you think you can be them but it's escapism it's just a glimpse into their life it's it's being able to experience what they're experiencing for a period of time that's reality tv so it's like everyone's watching for that reason i digress so nikki bella and john cena the whole their whole relationship on the show has been she wants to get married well, she wanted to get married and have kids. He, and he did was not. like, hell no. Basically, because he's been married before. He got married one time, and he's like, I don't want to do that again. And the kid thing, it was the same thing, kind of like, well, I don't want to. And then Nikki Bella's twin sister is Brie Bella, and she is married to Daniel Bryan, who is also a, a retired wrestler now. So anyway, I think it was very difficult for Nikki Bella to watch her sister Brie, her twin sister, who they're in the same life phase. They're both wrestlers. They're both with these wrestling men. And her sister is getting, you know, to get married. And actually, Brie is now having a baby. And she was just kind of with this guy who she loved. She loved him so much, but he was refusing to get married. And, you know, now they she gets her, I don't know about where they are with babies. And I know for a period of, there, there was an episode arc, which it's hard to know with reality TV how real it is. But, Brie was like, hey, you should probably freeze your eggs. And Nikki finally was like, okay, I think maybe I will freeze my eggs. And then John Cena was like, well, if you want to freeze your eggs, then we should probably break up because this relationship isn't for you then. And then she chose not to freeze her eggs and and they didn't break up. I don't What do you think about that? Continue your thought and I'll get to it at the end. I feel like she should have <laughs> she should have snuck to the doctor and frozen her eggs. I wouldn't have been like I don't, I don't know. You don't bet on that. Not your eggs. Continue. Okay. So anyway, I, I don't know. I'm just rambling at this point. I'm just excited. I'm happy it's happening. And I know there are so many mixed feelings about marriage, but I just, I think that when you have two people in a relationship and one person wants to get married, another person just straight up does not, someone's going to have to give eventually, right? No question. Or it ends. Right. And I think Nikki was giving, but I don't think it was ever truly what she wanted. She didn't want to not get married. Agree. And then he decided that he wanted to get married and propose to her. And I think that that's awesome. So, but I just, in the long run, I, it was something watching the shows. I didn't know how that was ever going to play out. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting to your, your first point of, you know, can it work if somebody wants, one person wants to get married and the other person does not? I... If I was Nikki Bella's friend, I wouldn't have told her to keep in pursuit because it's seen from the show. Now, granted, this is a snippet of the show and we don't know what they're really like behind right. the scenes. But from what you see as an audience member, it didn't seem like he was going to change his mind anytime ever. soon. Like literally ever. anytime soon. And yeah. If I was a friend, I would have told them if this is something that you really want to do. If you really want to be married and you're dating someone at their particular age. Now, if you're 20, 21 years old, that's a completely different story. But both of them in their 30s, and this is something that you really want to do, and this person has told you straight up, I'm not interested in getting married, then I would definitely say you're wasting your time. But if you were okay just being in a 
domestic partnership and a committed relationship for the rest of your life, then go ahead and, and continue on in your pursuit. Uh, I think it's it's a, it's a balance, and she may have had a hunch that even though he was saying this, she felt deep down around, inside that yeah. he would come around. And we talk about you can't change but people. But that's dangerous too. It is. It is yeah. very dangerous, and that's why when I was scrolling through Instagram and I showed it to Joy, she was just like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> I was like, "It finally happened," because I don't even watch the show, and I knew that storyline. Yeah. So it's it, it's interesting to your to your second point about freezing the eggs. It goes back again is, is how serious are you? If you want to be a parent and your partner is not interested or has a problem with you possibly for freezing your eggs because they don't want to have – I just – that – I had a bigger issue with that. I was like, oh, we should break up if you want to freeze your eggs. I'm just like, who the fuck are you? Like that, <laughs> right. That's my immediate response yeah, that's when irritating. I hear that. It's just like, who are you to tell me you know, commanding over my body? If I'm a woman and I want to freeze my eggs because I want to have kids, hey, I don't give a goddamn well, he was just, what you say. I, I, and I, I love that you're defending – our female reproductive system and I'm the one like, but I understand what he was saying. I just, I, I do agree with you. I don't think that he should have have, had a say. And I do think that she should have done whatever she was going to do anyway. But I understood what he was saying from his standpoint is that I don't want to have kids. I'm never going to want to have kids. So if you're freezing your eggs, that means you obviously want to have kids and we need to break up because this life is not for you. That's what he was saying. And I understand that. But I feel like she should have just gone and frozen her yeah. eggs. <laughs> I, but I, I, and just been I, like, we're going to stay together, but I need this fail safe because uh, it's not. Because I, I, yeah, because he's his right. Point. You should probably yeah, just break I up. I get his point. Yeah. But, again, you're telling you're, – you're saying, but well, she, he's saying this to break up. But, again, you're answering – he was answering himself into a woman's product, and I, I just don't believe in that. Right. Like, at the end of the day, if I'm a woman and you tell me that, I'm yeah. go to hell. Like, you should just let her do what he was going like, to do. Keep it 100. And right. now they're going to get married, so it's interesting. I, I, it's, I'm interested to see how that is going to play out. And granted, again, we're speaking from someone who knows nothing about we don't know these people. Yeah, not really. You only see. Well, there's no not really. We don't know them. Yeah. <laughs> so don't, there's not even a not I'm really. We don't. We don't know. You them. don't. You don't know anything yeah. about them. I mean, reality TV. From all we know, it's fake. Right. And like he wanted to get married this entire this entire time. time. But the story was line was okay. Let's string this out as far as possible. So it's it's interesting to see you know how it plays out again. And I wish them success, but you know talking to to those who are not on TV and in their realm, I think it is very important for you to sit and realize and, and have a conversation with yourself. I again, if you're in your early twenties, I think it's a, it's a different conversation. A different conversation. But when you're getting into your late twenties and your early thirties, and at that point you're seriously starting to date to settle down, mm-hmm. whether you want to get married or not, you're looking for someone that I want to spend the rest of my life with or at least a significant amount of time with. Right. And if you're not aligned on those core values, on, on, on these basics of your relationship, you are, you're putting yourself in a, in a compromising situation. Well, I think that it can work for a while, but I do think that whoever is compromising either the marriage or the kids, either way, if somebody gets married when they don't want to get married or has kids when they don't want to get kids or – or the opposite, you don't do either of those things because your partner doesn't want to, not because that's what you want. Resentment will settle in. Oh, it's no question going to settle in. I don't think when those two things are involved long term that, that that love is enough. No. I don't think love between two people is enough when when you're compromising either or both of those things. Well, it, it comes long term. It, it comes to the point of. of these core values and components of a relationship that are very dear 
to who you are and what you cannot sacrifice. And I've spoken with friends about this. And when you go out and date, you're not going to find everyone that, that checks every box. Right. But there is a box. There, there, there's a side of the paper that is seven mandatory <laughs> right. that they must check. Now, your list may be 100. You may have 100, 100 things on your checklist. Right. But only seven of those are the absolutely not budging at all. And for a lot of people, kids and marriage is on that yeah. On that one of those seven, right. amongst some other things, right? And if somebody that you want to seriously spend the rest of your life with is unwilling to check those non-starters, that you cannot be successful, right? Because again, there is going to be a there's going to be a point somewhere down the road when that resentment finally takes over, yeah. When that frustration takes over. Now there are times where you may have this as as a checklist and you evolve and say, you know what, maybe I don't want to have kids. And that can happen, but I would challenge, is that happening because you really made that change or are you compromising something that you truly believe in because you want to be with this person? Right, and I want to talk about that too because I've known this to happen, that, you know, you get older and you start questioning, right? And I, I, this has been a normal thing even for me to do, keep checking in with myself, like, okay, Joy, do you still want to have kids? And the answer has consistently been yes. I don't know how well I'm going to do with it, <laughs> but it is, it is my plan. But I do consistently check into myself and I do, with myself, and I do believe that it is something that people sometimes we're we're conditioned right as a society to to get married and have kids. Of course, just like to buy a home. <laughs> right, exactly. And I do think that you should question whether or not it is right for you. Correct. And then I think you need to move accordingly. But I. I'm okay with people who get into a relationship and you might realize, oh, I don't actually want those things either. I just have never really thought about exactly. that. I don't actually want those things. But I think when that happens, I don't think there's too much of a, a push and pull. I think you kind of just settle into like, oh, actually, I don't really, I'm okay too. Yeah, and I've thought I about, it. about it. I've thought about it too. I was like, man, everyone talks about how expensive kids are. And I have the thought, like, man, I don't. I don't know if I'm just speaking selfishly. Like, do I want to really do that? Right. But then I know in my heart of hearts that I want to be a dad. Right. So it's like I gotta. Yes, I would like to be selfish and and do what I yes. do what I want. Like I always get annoyed with man. We have to leave early because we gotta come home and take the dogs out. It right. literally drives me nuts. It literally drives me mad. And every time Joy brings it up when we're out, I instantly get irritated. Say, like, oh, we need to go home because we gotta t- t- take the dogs out. And I I think about that when you have a kid. It's like man. Your whole life, 20. Yeah, your whole life has just completely changed. But again, it's like I want that feeling of, of being a dad. You know what so it is, balance. too? I think it's also realizing with the kids. You will always have kids. You will always be a parent. But that, like, that nitty-gritty parenting phase does not last their entire lifetime. Like, think about our parents now. They're not. Oh, for sure. They're still parents, and they're always going to worry about us. They're always going to be here if we need them, and they're there as an additional support. But, like, the day-in, day-out situation, they have their freedom back. Yeah, but, I mean, that's 22 years if you consider if you send your kid to college. Like, we've been been together almost 10. Double that and add two years. Right. Like, let's not. But I'm just saying that it is so. It's not minimize that. temporary. Like, if it were, like, a permanent. But but even. It's 22 years is a a long temporary. Okay, but even within that, there are phases. And I'm looking forward to those phases of life. I don't know how much you grow. When you don't have those things, I'm I'm excited. I want to experience as much love as humanly possible in this world. I don't know any other way to do that 
than to have children. I and I and if you listen to anybody, yes, you need to love yourself. You need to love the Lord. You need to love your significant other, your parents. Yes, but you talk to anybody, they say there nothing compares to the love you have for a child. Nothing. And I I want to experience that. I want to care for somebody. I want to raise somebody, and I want to send them out to into the world to be an awesome person. Like that's just that is all my heart to do. So. I don't know, but I, I've really thought about that, and I do. I feel for people who, who don't have that, and we, you know, we have friends who have experienced these feelings. Uh, but I just think that it's something that needs to be. It needs to be something that aligns with what you want and your partner too. You both have to be on the same page, unless down the line, that's. I mean, it's a it's a deal breaker. Either way. I'd be interested to hear from any of you guys who are currently in a serious relationship and one or both of you aren't interested in getting married and having a kid and how have you found that balance to maintain a healthy and successful relationship. I would also like to hear if you got married and didn't want to, it wasn't something you wanted to do or had children, you didn't, it's not something that was on your heart to do and how that ended up playing out for you. I'd be really interested to hear that too. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and share it with your friends. And also, if you guys have not written a review for us on iTunes, make sure you do that too. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>